Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi. And this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with ClaryTask.com. Hi everyone, this is episode 7 of Bootstrapping SaaS. And today I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things that I've uh, come across online. And um, then I'll... Uh, go over my stats, where I'm headed, what's been happening. And um, yeah, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, recently on Twitter and last week or so, or maybe two weeks, um, I come across a lot of uh, posts and uh, tweets that, you know, um, when you should really quit with your product. And I sort of have an issue with uh, what a lot of people are saying, you know, that um, the, the biggest sort of thing going around is that if you launch something and it doesn't catch fire, you should basically quit. Um, you know, there's um, there's some wisdom to that. You don't want to definitely pursue a product that is not good or is not wanted or maybe you're in the wrong market. However, there is a, such a thing uh, quitting too early, and I've done that before. Um, I've had a product that uh, was making 1000 dollars per month he had an audience he had the clients that i uh, meant the product for um we sort of quit uh too early it was uh four of us and there was a lot of issues uh why that happened i don't want to go into detail however um if we had pushed for another six months or so um we could have probably gotten to the place where we wanted to be which was around five thousand um in monthly recurring revenue the product was good. Um, it was uh, it was buggy maybe at times, but you know those were things that were fixable. What wasn't fixable is our uh, sort of, I guess my uh, knowledge at the time, my experience at the time in running a SaaS product. And the biggest thing that I've learned in building SaaS products is uh, that you really need time, especially if you're into B two B space. Uh, it takes time for your product to catch on for people to remember it uh, people don't make a decision especially when uh, you're targeting businesses businesses don't make decisions right away me and you as individuals when we see let's say a sneaker or a product that we want and then we basically go and buy it on amazon right there and then the same thing doesn't happen with businesses um, usually businesses may come across seven touching points with your product, with your brand before they make a decision. And those could be anything from running across your website to a writing that you've done, to your tweet, to somebody else mentioning it. And those seven points, they take time. So you really have to be patient. Um, one way to know that you don't have a really good product is if let's say your first hundred people that try a product none of them catch on none of them really like it none of them have any thoughts on it um even then you know you could be in the wrong market but if you have an idea who your product is for and then you're showing it to those people and they don't even have a uh, you know criticism or or any comments then yeah, that could be like you really don't really have a good product, so you might maybe try again or, or change the product, change the target. But if a few people try it 
and they catch on and you know they start using it and they start giving you good comments then you've got something now the next uh, obstacle the next challenge becomes finding similar people to those people that are loving your product which is the spot where i'm at with claritask uh, current clients that are using claritask are loving it they are recommending it i'm sounding such like such a salesman but i really don't know how to put this any other way uh, my issue has been and continues to somewhat still be that i can't generate new leads however people that are uh, using it they're loving the claritask they're giving me feedback claritask is advancing is improving i'm adding new features based on how my clients are giving me feedback how they're using it so if you're at that spot you shouldn't quit even if you're not catching fire like some people are suggesting and i know where these people are coming from um they're usually also very famous um they have an audience uh their products are borderline sort of consumer products and uh in consumer products honestly if you're not catching fire right away you don't have a, you really don't have a product uh, but in b2b it takes time if you're serving businesses it will take time you know at least a year from the point when you start charging it should take you about a year or so to really see solid results and see some numbers and then look back and see you know if those numbers make sense this is a hard game you know you can't in b2b space i really don't know any story that they launched and they you know caught fire right away even those who did they probably had a huge audience and they knew what their audience was looking for but launching something out of the blue and catching fire right away that's never been the case uh, when slack launched we all thought that it was a new product that just caught fire however their story goes five years before slack launched they were a different product they were a game it wasn't happening for them they spent all this money they had some money left at the bank so they started doing a new product and that was slack and also let's not forget that slack has and had real salespeople on the ground trying to sell slack to people and me and you don't and the reason we don't is because we can't afford it but it's a great way to go it's a great way to sell your product to have real salespeople on the ground uh, so I don't know if I want to go that much into um, uh, more elaborating on this then you should quit and catching fire could mean different thing for different people uh, for me and you could mean to get to five thousand ten thousand dollars per month for someone it could mean to get you know to 100k 10 million per month so you should really know what you're after and if those are clear in your head then you should definitely not quit and if you, you should keep pushing and maybe do something else in between and then come back to your product um, so yeah that's I think I'll stop at that you know this is such a big subject that you know I could go on and on and on but um, for the sake of this episode and this podcast, I'll move on to the next point. And my next point was, was, uh, is that uh, last two weeks, if you've listened to my uh, podcast, I've explained how frustrated I am uh, from not being able to generate leads and not you know, meeting the targets that I had for myself. 
for example, I didn't add any new clients in May at all, new paying clients. So I was really getting frustrated because in April I did and May wasn't even, you know, close to where April was. So I had this idea that, you know, I'm giving myself so much stress into thinking of Claytask as this business, as this very corporate business where it has to meet goals and, you know, do all these numbers. But th at the end of the day, I'm not a big company. I'm not a corporate company. And a lot of people that I know that are making products, they're not. So I had this sort of epiphany in my head and I thought to myself, what if I run Claritask as a hobby? And when I say hobby, I don't mean it in a way that I'm not serious about it or I'm doing it as a side job. Yes, I'm doing it as a, as a full-time job, as a company where I'm really shooting to make 10000 dollars per month in recurring revenue and uh, have all these clients however for the sake of my health of my well-being thinking of it as a hobby it's sort of liberating because everything I do around it is more fun is more lightweight the tweets the writing uh, content you know talking to uh, to my customers and doing customer care and doing all these videos and demos and just having this free spirit as I am in my daily life and not being stressed about because uh, a friend of mine, Helen, she said, you know, Claritask needs a happy valve. Claritask cannot run with a frustrated valve where, you know, all the decisions that I'm making are based in some sort of frustration or desperation. So yeah, from this point on, uh, starting last week or so. I'm trying to think more of Claritask as a hobby. And even if I come, and even when I come, I should say when I come to $10,000 per month, I, s I hope to still feel it as a hobby where I'm, you know, talking to clients in a, in a, a light spirit, in a happy spirit, and not, you know, having all this pressure. Even if I get employees not having this pressure of, meeting numbers because I don't have an investor and this is one of the reasons that I'm running a bootstrap uh, product I don't have anyone to answer to the only people I answer to is my clients and they should you know des they deserve uh, a lightweight happy company to serve them so yeah try to think of your business as a hobby just for a change see how that works out for you for me it's working fine I'm, I'm more more happy and more calm about it and you know I'm thinking about new things and one thing that led to uh, me feeling like this was that, you know, right away, uh, I posted a Facebook post to my friends and then a tweet where I said, you know, I am trying really hard to get new clients for June and I can't really do this on my own. I'm working so much on code and writing and blogging and customer care. If you have some someone that you can... Uh, recommend Claritask to a friend of yours that has a company then please do and then the response was great I got about 50 new registrations in a span of maybe five hours uh, granted one of the companies added 30 people who are actually a potential new client maybe on the $90 per month tire so me being happy about the whole deal about whole clarity task as a business is leading me to do these things in a more lightweight way and they're resonating in a much um, calmer level 
with everyone around. So, you know, if I was not treating as a hobby, that tweet of mine, they, that Facebook post, would have been so much more rigid, you know, and I've done that in the past. I've done it where I have, you know, been very desperate about something and trying to grow sales, and my tweet would have been, you know, with a different tone, but not this time. And it wasn't fake or anything. It was just an evolution of sort of my feelings towards how I feel about product making, you know. Like, yeah, I'm frustrated in a way that I want to, you know, get to um, 1,000 MRR quicker and then 2 and then 5 and then 10. However, I'm going to do it in in the most lightweight possible way as I can, you know. I want to treat this as a hobby as if when I was a kid, when I was thinking about all these creative ways to run a business and not just make the product, but be closer to clients, you know, send them stickers, uh, do a tweet, write a blog post that, you know, doesn't even generate a, a new client. So we don't have to think about every little aspect of our of our actions as something generating new leads. I mean, that's just painful. Um, I can't really, I wouldn't be able to run it like that. You know, I want to be free about it. I want to have a, you know, help someone even if they're not bringing new business. You know, what's the point of Claritask existing if all we do is try to get new clients all the time and every action being tied to some sort of strategy or tactic that, you know, getting new leads and new clients and new payments, you know, like that's not it. That's not the, you know, why why am I doing this? I want to do this for a long time and I want to have fun doing it. And if I get to um, the monetary uh, monthly revenue that I want, then I want to use that money to make more good stuff and bring more good stuff to the world um i don't want to sound too idealistic about it but i just want to say that you know it's it's good to have a lightweight um approach to things and for myself thinking of claire task as a hobby is giving me all this lightweight touch to it that you know is resonating good and i'm gonna keep at this um for a good time um, all right, so I'm going to get more technical now. Um, those were two big things that I wanted to talk. And I, at, once, you know, at one point, I wanted to divide them in its own episodes, uh, the subject of when not to quit and then running uh, my business as a hobby. But maybe I'll just elaborate some other time more into those things. However, I wanted to say a little bit, you know, not just go technical about uh, this episode, but just give you a little bit more about things that I was thinking about last week. Um, so, uh, last week, I didn't do a lot of writing. Um, I did a lot of coding, uh, more on the optimization side of things. Uh, clients that are currently using Claritask, they ended up uh, blocking the server, which I was very happy about. Um, I wasn't happy about, you know, the server crashing and people not being able to use it. However, uh, I was very happy that Claritask has gotten to a point where users using it are crashing it because of their activity. And yes, the code uh, should have been more optimized, but um, I ended up optimizing it and then getting some things that were taking maybe five seconds to load down to uh, 30 milliseconds and then 200 milliseconds. And it had to do with comments and notifications and how fast things were loading. And another section which really uh, crashed the server was that there's a section in Claritask that's called everything. And in that section, you can see latest comments and latest uh, completed tasks across all projects. And I didn't have any limits on that. So a client has a client of mine has um, about 28 people, I think, on Claritask, and they they completed so many tasks. So one of their staff members went 
uh, into that page and then just crash the server. So what I did is I uh, I removed a lot of options that they had they could do on that page and then just limited uh, loading into 50 per load so they could click click load more and then keep loading more tasks like um, more recent tasks. So yeah, I was happy that the uh, server crashed, that cloud task crashed, but you know I fixed it quickly. So that's what I was doing last week, just optimizing mostly. And I uh, didn't work as much, honestly. I maybe worked uh, about three days out of the whole week, um, maybe about five hours each. So maybe I put in like 15, 20 hours tops. And that was a good change. Um, sort of gave me you know, a, a chance to reflect a bit and then you know, it just also made me think that I don't have to really work all the single time, you know, every hour of the day. I don't have to do that. So, yeah, that was a good good thing. Um, so, yeah, um, I have new leads. Um, or I have actually three big clients who are potential, um, at least verbally, they have said that they will be upgrading this coming week. And then one small client. So if this thing, things, if this these clients pan out and they register and they, they actually have registered. If they pay, then I'll gl get closer to my $500 per month uh, recurring revenue, which would be a great, great, great change. And I'll be I'll be feeling a little bit more stable. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about is uh, cutting a couple of expenses that I have. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank does take a $25 um, monthly fee. And I have uh, this new account that I'm, um, you know, thinking about opening with this new bank, which is called Mercury, and they have no fees. Um, however, I'm a little wary of closing my Silicon Valley bank account since there's they've been around so much longer, and uh, I'm afraid that this new bank, Mercury, they might be sold to someone or closed down, and then I'm not sure if I would be able to um, open up another Silicon Valley bank account without being there in person, since. I opened it with me my uh, Atlas, my Stripe Atlas application. So, yeah, thinking about cutting some expenses, growing my uh, monthly recurring revenue, and then just getting closer to my goal uh, of feeling a little bit more stable, and then continuing with uh, with features. Uh, as I said before, current users are very happy. I have it down here as a <laughs> as a bullet point, so I just went down and read it again. Um, so that is good. Bugs are, I could say maybe, you know, well, there was one bug actually last week where users couldn't uh, upload their profile picture. And that has had happened because the permission level on the folder, on the upload folder wasn't right. Um, yeah, so um, focusing on Medium, Quora, and LinkedIn as channels where I will be generating more leads. And also I have signed up with Technology Advice, which uh, they send me leads uh, which I share with other uh, companies as well. However, I pay about, I think, $45, $60 per lead. And then um, I need to close it. And their rate of closing is 50 to 40 to 50%, uh, which is quite high if that's the case. So I'm trying a couple of them. Uh, I'm going to try about five leads and see if I can close at least one or two, which would be a great success. And uh, yeah, so that's coming up next week. Uh, podcast stats are growing, which is cool. So last uh, on by the time I posted last episode, episode six, I had about hundred listeners per episode. And this is episode seven, and I had just looked at the stats, and I am getting around hundred and thirty listens per episode. So it's about thirty percent jump per episode within a week, which is great. And I have thirty subscribers. Um, so yeah, if you have friends that you can. Uh, 
tell about this podcast please do and yeah so um that's it i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll be talking to you soon